This is another old-time radio show brought to you by the oldtimeradiodvd.com. If you haven't been there, go and check it out today. we got a new site, great selection, and great pricing. Good evening. This is Peter Tobin introducing... Lux Radio Theater. Tonight and every Monday night at this time, Lux Radio Theater presents for your entertainment the finest in radio drama. This week we present Return Journey by Michael Brett. What happened to the £75,000 Gordon North embezzled from his employers? Was he telling the truth at the trial when he declared he had spent it all? Questions that excited the minds of Inspector Winslow, who secured the conviction, and Lieber, the Crown Insurance Investigating Officer, who was convinced that North had hidden the money awaiting his release, and North's pretty young wife, for whom he had committed the crime. How much did she really know? Michael Brett's return journey poses these questions almost as soon as the play commences. It begins as North is due to be released from jail, but there is no wife to meet him at the gates. Instead, he is confronted with a demand that he hands over his loot to kidnappers in exchange for the return of his wife alive. Gordon North's desperate dilemma makes for absorbing and exciting radio listening. Return Journey has been adapted and produced for Lux Radio Theatre by Michael Silver. And now, Act One of tonight's Lux Radio Theatre presentation, Return Journey. Yes, Warder. Uh, the prisoner you asked to see, sir, Gordon North. Ah, yes. Bring him in. Right, sir. This way. Uh, you can wait outside. Yes, sir. Well, North, this is an odd request you sent me. Is it, sir? Well, I've been governor of this place for 14 years, and you're the first prisoner to ask to see the policeman who sent him up. I'm quite serious, sir. But why? You're being released tomorrow. That's why, sir. It has to be done before I get out. I see. How long have you been here, North? Uh, three years, four months and ten days. Mm. What are you going to do when you get out? Well, my wife thinks she's a job lined up for me. Oh, uh, she's stood by you then? Yes, sir. Well, I suppose that's only justice. But for her, you wouldn't be here. No, that isn't true, sir. She had nothing to do with it. Well, not directly, perhaps. Not in any way. I'm lucky she's forgiven me. If I hadn't known she'd be waiting when all this was over, I couldn't have gone on. I'd have killed myself. Oh, come. Oh, no, I mean it, sir. Well, I'm relieved you didn't. However, if your wife means that much to you, you, you owe it to her not to find yourself back here. You needn't worry about that, sir. Good. Very well, I'll ring the inspector and see what he says. Thank you, sir. 
I'm sure he'll be surprised. Surprised, Inspector? Well, I find this interesting rather than surprising, Governor. Oh, Inspector. Do you know a private inquiry agent called Lever? No. He works for the Crown Insurance Company. He's on his way here to talk to me. It's about North. What's North want to see me for? He apparently has a proposition to put to you. Proposition? Oh. I've got his file in front of me. A picture of himself, his wife, pretty thing she was. I remember the day I went to pick him up. Please, I don't know what it is you want to see him about, but his flu is pretty bad. Please don't stay too long. In here, please. You didn't tell my wife what it's about, but I can guess. You needn't bother to stay, Joan. It's only business. Very well, dear, but don't get cold. You sit down. I understand you're a police officer. Inspector Winslow. I'm sorry to bother you at a time like this. Uh -huh. What can I do for you? We're making some inquiries at your office. As company secretary, you may be able to help us. Help you? A large sum of money is unaccounted for. I see. You've spoken to my assistant? Yes, we have. Then that's it. I might have known he'd go through the books the first chance he got. I suppose it's your men who've been watching this flat for the past three days. Well, it's had to happen one day. In a way, I'm almost relieved. Except for my wife, she knows nothing. This is going to be a great shock. Mr. North, in view of the turn this conversation has taken, it's my duty to tell you that you're not obliged to say anything. Oh, that's all right. Take the caution as read. Could you pass me that glass of water? Oh, don't worry. I'm not going to swallow any tablets. Thanks. That's better. A cigarette? Um, no, thanks. I think I will. I haven't had one for a week. By the way, is uh, smoking allowed in prison? Within limits. Might do me good to <coughs> cut it down. <coughs> you know, it's a strange thing, but if I'd been a non-smoker, none of this would have happened and you wouldn't be here now. What do my directors say about all this? They can hardly believe it. I don't suppose they can. When they made me company secretary and gave me a seat on the board, I was overjoyed. I had a wife and two boys. I promptly sent them to better schools. We bought a new car. We even did the conventional thing of moving to a larger house. How many times have you heard this story, Inspector? Often enough, but go on. I uh, commuted to the office. Every morning I turned up at the station with my bowler, my fold umbrella and my copy of the Times. I used to buy a pack of cigarettes at the kiosk. The old lady who served me used to call me love. And at first I faintly resented this as being out of keeping with my new status and dignity. Then one morning the old lady was ill and a young girl took her place. Uh, you've doubtless made inquiries, so you know that in less than a year I'd left my wife and family and that in due course my wife divorced me and I married the girl, the um, girl you've just seen. Absurd, <laughs> isn't it? It's happened before, it'll happen again. I suppose it's your job to be cynical. Well, I may have made a mess of my life, but uh, that part I don't regret at all. I'll do it again. It's been well worth it. So far. You mean prison? Well, that'll pass. At least I'll know she'll be waiting for me at the end of it. 
How old is your wife? 24. And you? 41. What's that got to do with it? She loves me. She'll stand by me. Mm, you hope? I tell you, she will. Well, you mustn't mind me, Mr. North. When I come across what you call love, it's usually because one lover has murdered the other or has betrayed and abandoned the other or has done something equally unpleasant. This colors my view on the subject. Maybe now speak of the missing money. I took it, of course. The two homes going, I got into debt. One day, when I was feeling particularly desperate, I was tipped off about a coming takeover bid on the stock exchange. It seemed a chance of a lifetime, except that I had no money of my own, and it uh, would have to be the company's money. I hesitated for 24 hours, then took the plunge. And the takeover didn't come off? Not for several months, uh, then it was too late. How did you get your hands on the company's money? The directors hardly look at the check I make out for them to sign. I increased the amount of the salary check and kept the difference. I went on doing this while I tried to make enough to replace what I'd taken. How did you hope to do that? There was only one way. Gambling, eh? How much have you taken from the company? 75,000 pounds. And how much is left? A few pounds. Mm. Mr. North, uh, let's be sensible. Your story that you've lost all the money on gambling, no doubt gambling that can't be verified, is hardly ever true. If you think I've got that money sorted away... Haven't you? Not a penny of it. Shouldn't you consider your directors? They've been good to you. You owe it to them to come clean. That's the one thing that bothers me. Not that they will suffer any financial loss. I'm a good company secretary. All our employees who handle money, me included, are bonded with the Crown Insurance Company. The loss will fall on them. No doubt your directors will pass you a vote of thanks for your foresight on their behalf. I don't think I'm going to like you, Inspector. Where's the money? There isn't any money. It won't make any difference. It's gone. Every penny of it. He's stuck to that story right through the trial. Even though he knew it meant a heavier sentence. Ah, perhaps he's going to tell you now. After serving his sentence? Oh, no. Whatever he's going to produce or propose won't be that. All right, Governor, I'll see North after I've talked to Mr. Lever of the Crown Insurance. What's on your mind, Mr. Lever? To ask for your cooperation and to give you some information. Well, let's have the information first. You know that North has been released tomorrow? Naturally. Do you know that he and his wife are planning to leave the country at the weekend? Who says they are? I've been having his wife kept under observation. After all, North cost my company £75,000. I still mean to get it back. If he still has it. He has it. Or most of it. Maybe, but I'm puzzled he didn't arrange for any of it to be paid to his wife while he's been inside. She's had to maintain herself travelling the country selling cheap cosmetics. Well, it's true she has a small car, but that goes with the job. Against that is the fact that she's stuck by him. She's a young and attractive woman. If she's resisted all the offers that must have been made to her, it's because she knows it'll be worth her while when North comes out. <laughs> and he called me a cynic. The girl could be in love with him. She's in love with 75,000 pounds. And so am I. It's deadly. Uh, she moved into a new flat three weeks ago. I thought you said they were fleeing the country. They are. She went into a travel agency and booked two seats on a flight to Belfast in false names. No doubt they'll proceed from there to Dublin and after that to South America or somewhere. 
And what better way to conceal an intention to skip than to appear to be settling down in a new home? Mm -hmm. Point taken. She's acting on instructions sent by North. How do you know? In the scrubs, North got pally with a con man named Peter Church. Church, eh? Ah. Oh, clever public school, one-time actor. <laughs> we know Church all right. When Church got out six weeks ago, he went to see North's wife. Soon afterwards, she switched to this new furnished flat on the other side of London. And then, later on, she booked these plane tickets for only a couple of days after North is due out. Well, we can soon put a stop to that. Yeah, that's just it. I want you to leave things alone. Let me handle this. Why? Because you're in the force and I'm not. That means I can use, uh, let's say, uh, more unorthodox methods than you can. Well, I don't know about that. You didn't worry. I'll step aside and let you finish off as usual. Yeah, I'll think about it. These unorthodox methods, what have you in mind? Nothing yet. Well, don't let it be too unorthodox. I have to obey the law as well as enforce it. And that goes for you too. Is that clear? Come in. Ah, North. Come right in. That's all right, Warder. Yes, sir. You uh, remember Inspector Winslow? Only too well, sir. Hello, North. Well, you asked for the inspector. Here he is. What's this about a proposition? Well, I want to make a clean start when I leave here tomorrow. You aren't likely to let me while you believe I have a fortune stacked away. Have you? It's my wife that's bothering me. She's had a difficult time, but she's stood by me. Now she wants to forget it all. But you're not going to let her, not while you think I'm still hanging on to that money. Well, I'm listening. She's moved to a new flat where we aren't known. She's given it out that I'm in hospital and returning tomorrow. And that's how I want it to be. I want you and your men to stay away from us. So? So I intend to make what restitution I can to enable you to close the case. I knew it. You had that money stacked away all the time. No, only a little of it. How much? A thousand pounds. A thousand? Out of seventy-five thousand? It's in a safe deposit. I've written on this piece of paper how to find the key. It's very kind of you. I'll sign any authorization you may need. Will you now? <laughs> I've got to hand it to you, North. You fling us a measly thousand pounds, and in return, we're not to bother you. Then, from wherever it's hidden, you calmly collect another, what is it, 70,000, 60,000? Uh, that isn't true. Why not? You lied before, you're lying now. I'm not. Do you think I'm an imbecile? Oh, perhaps I am. I was once inclined to believe your story, but not anymore. Now I'm going to pursue you till I shake every penny out of you. Can't you try to understand? I, I needn't have told you about this thousand. It's only to spare my wife. I'm tired of hearing about your wife. So look out that she chose to marry a crook. She'll have to take the consequences. Well, that's it. That's it. I suppose I should have known. I remember now you were so certain my wife would leave me. That must be a disappointment. I don't care a tinker's cuss about your wife. You don't care about anything except your own ego. It hurts that you never got that money back. You couldn't have got it back. It doesn't exist. I'm telling you the truth. Yes. Oh, what's the use? You're incapable of recognizing the truth unless it fits in with your suspicions. You're a copper. You no longer think like a human being. You can't. That'll do, Nor. Let him go on. I'm quite enjoying his performance. May I go now, sir? 
I suppose so. Inspector? Of course. After all, we'll meet again soon. Is your wife meeting you tomorrow? No, I asked her not to. I'll come and give you a lift home, then. No, thanks. Why not? I'd like to meet your wife again. I said no, thanks. Some other time, then. Uh, don't hound us too much, Inspector. My wife's already taken as much as she can stand. If anything were to happen to my marriage... Well? Never mind. Just don't drive me too far. Bit rough with him, weren't you? I haven't started on him yet. Going to hound him for the rest of his life? I shan't have to. I have a feeling it'll all be over by the weekend. I could have danced all night. I could have danced all night. Excuse me. And still have Excuse me. Can you tell me which is Mrs. North's flat? I could have spread Excuse me. I would... Sorry, did you say something, sir? Uh, yes, I did. <sighs> I, I was asking which was Mrs. North's flat. Oh, it's number seven over there. Oh. But she's not in. She's gone to fetch her husband from hospital. Oh, but I'm her husband. Oh, what a shame. She must have missed you. Oh, she will be upset. Oh, I'm Mrs. Skeets, the housekeeper here. Are you quite well again now, Mr. North? Well, oh, yes, I am. Thank you. I'd better let you in. I expect she'll come straight back when she finds you've already left. Well, I can't understand it. She was supposed to wait here. I thought you changed your mind. Here we are, number seven. I think this is the key. There we are. Oh, thank you. Um, uh, what did you mean about uh, changing my mind? Oh, you like it here. Here, nice flat. Uh, Mrs. Keats, what was that about changing my mind? Changing your mind? Oh, the phone call. Phone call? The uh, hospital telephoned? Well, I think it was the hospital. Or was it one of your friends? Anyway, off she went. Perhaps it was a surprise for you. Like all these flowers. Oh, don't they look lovely? Yeah. And you see the champagne and the two glasses all ready for welcoming you home? She really is a dear, that girl. Mm. Would you like me to make you a cup of tea while you're waiting? No, thanks. Wouldn't be a bit of trouble. So thanks all the same. Then I'll be getting back to my work. Yes, it is, of course. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> Is that the Four Aces Club? Speaking. Uh, is Mr. Peter Church there? Who wants him? Uh, Gordon North. Uh, quickly, please. Mr. North, hold on. Hello? Peter? Oh, Gordon, I didn't think you would do out till tomorrow night. And you haven't seen her? Who? My wife. I went to see her the way you asked me to. No, no, I, I mean this morning. You didn't phone her then. Me? No, no, why should I? Has anything happened? I don't know. Where are you speaking from? The new flat. Isn't she there? No, she went to meet me. Oh, well then, what's all the fuss about? Oh, she'll be along. 
Uh, look, about this party tomorrow... Oh, uh, there's someone at the door. Uh, maybe her. I'll ring off. For heaven's sake, I've been... Oh, it's you. Come in. You appear to be in already. Nice little place you have here. Yeah, champagne. Not opened yet. Isn't your wife home? What do you want? I thought she'd be here, seeing that her car's parked outside. What? Why the surprise? Something wrong? Certainly not. I'm dead. By the way, we've recovered that thousand pounds you told us about yesterday. It'll do till we get the rest. There isn't any rest. Have we to go through all that again? Well, perhaps not this morning. Don't want to spoil your first day of freedom. <sighs> yes, it really is a nice little place. Yes, go ahead and search it if you want to. Oh, my dear chap, if I thought that would do any good, it would have been searched before this. Then why are you here? Well, go on, man, answer it. It might be important. Uh, hello? Mr. North? Yes? You alone. Who are you? Never mind that. You alone? No, I'm not. Who? Get rid of them. I'll ring again in five minutes. Very short conversation. Yes. Uh, Anyone uh, I know? Was the wrong number. Didn't sound like a wrong number to me. I can't help that. You're in a very nervy state this morning, North. What's bothering you? Nothing. I might be able to help. Look, Inspector, it was very kind of you to call. But... I'm going. I wanted to meet your wife again. Seeing she isn't here, it'll have to be another time. Well, there's no hurry. That's what you think. Mrs. Keats? Mrs. Keats? Yes, Mr. North? Uh, what's the number of my wife's car? Oh, surely you know, don't you? Well, I, uh, she changed cars recently. I see. Well, I don't know the number, but it's a red... Why, there it is. Huh? Right outside the front door. Is she back then? Uh, no, not yet. Well, that's funny. I could have swore it wasn't there just now. Though I don't know, it gets so you don't notice with them cluttering up the street all day long. If I had my way... Yes, Mrs. Keats, thank you. What's it mean? What's going on? Uh, yes, hello? You alone now? Yes. Who are you? Glad to be out of the scrubs, I'll bet. What do you want? Here's all this, and who's speaking? One of my mates was in there a while back. He was going on about all that lolly you had stacked away for when you got out. Look, I, I don't know who you are. I thought to myself, I wouldn't mind a piece of that. In the first place, I haven't any money. Your wife thinks different. My wife? Yes. Mind you, she didn't want to talk about it, but in the end she did. Pretty woman. You're a lucky man. You, you mean... Yes. But don't get excited. She's perfectly safe here. If you lay a finger on her... Don't be silly. I'm a peaceable sort of bloke. I don't want no one to get hurt, least of all your missus. Right fond of you she is. What do you want? Well, you see, I thought to myself, 
This is what you might call an ideal situation. We can't lose. I mean, you couldn't go complaining to the dicks now, could you? They're not supposed to know you got this here nest egg. I haven't, I tell you. I don't have a penny. That isn't what we heard. I don't care what you heard. Seems to me I'd better let your wife have a word with you. Hold on. Oh, no. Gordon. Joan, darling, you all right? Yes, but I'm frightened. These men, they... Joan, oh. Joan. You still there? What did you do to her? Oh, nothing. I just took the phone away. You know what women are like once they get on the phone? Listen, I don't care who you are. I'll find you. No, you if... won't. You'll do what you're told. Otherwise, someone's going to get badly hurt. Is that clear? Yes, yes, very well. But how can I give you money I haven't got? Oh, you're going to start that again. Because if you are, I'm going to hang up. No, don't do that. We got some money now, have we? Have we? Yes. Uh, now you're talking. Mm. Well, I don't want to be hard on you. They reckon you tucked away 75,000. We'll leave you a bit. We'll have 50,000 of it. 50,000? Are you mad? You're going to start making objections again. No, no, I'm sorry. What, what, what do you want me to do? You can collect the money from where it is for a start. How long will that take? It depends. How long? Oh, don't you understand? The police are probably watching every step I take. Well, then, you just tell us where it is and we'll fetch it for you. No. Then you'll just have to shake the coppers off, won't you? I'll have to wait till dark. Give me till tomorrow morning. Suits me fine. I'll phone you in the morning. Oh, what am I to do? What in heaven's name am I to do? I don't care what you say, Lever. I reckon the disappearance of his wife is the key to the whole situation. I don't see how. Yes? Call for Mr. Lever. I'll lift word I'd be here. Uh, what name? She won't say, sir. I'll put her through. It couldn't be... Surely it couldn't be Mrs. North. Hardly. Mm, I wouldn't put it past him. Lever speaking. This is Mrs. Skeets. Yes, Mrs. Skeets. Anything happened? He's gone out. Mr. North, I mean. In her car. Did he say where he was going? No, he didn't. Did he say when he'd be back? No. I asked him and he said he didn't know, but it might be very late. Hold on. North's gone off in his wife's car. Didn't say where. But my man will follow him. I take it his wife hasn't shown up or this woman would have told us. Ask if North left any message for his wife. Mrs. Skeet? Yes. Mrs. North hasn't returned? No, she hasn't. Did Mr. North give you any message for her in case she should return? No, I asked him that too. He said it didn't matter. All right. Keep in touch. No message for his wife. Said it didn't matter. That means he knows where she is. It's possible, I suppose. Possible? What else can it mean? I don't understand you, Lever. You seem very little interested in what's happened to his wife. Of course I'm interested. You don't sound like it. You're not um, holding out on me. You wouldn't happen to know where she is. Is that likely? I don't know, but I have an odd feeling about you. <coughs> now what? Another call for Mr. Lever, sir. Well, put it through. 
Uh, it's Mackenzie, sir. I'm terribly sorry. Oh, dash it, you, you haven't lost North, have you? Well, I couldn't help it, sir. He parked his car. Oh, never mind all that. Find him. Yes, sir. Blast. We've lost North. Well, that's fine. Give you a free hand, you said, didn't you? Don't worry. I'll find him myself if I have to. You do that. Meanwhile, I'll be finding his wife. I've got a hunch about her. Now, uh, hold on, Gordon, old man. I mean, even if this fellow's pal was in the scrubs with us, how can I possibly guess who he was? You know how many there were there. Well, I've got to do something. They have my wife. They have Joe. I know how you feel. I know what she means to you, but getting in a panic won't help. You better have another drink. Charlie. Yes, Mr. Drew. Same again. Look, you say this rat said he'd settle for 50,000. Well, I, uh, I hate to say it, but I, I don't think you have any choice but to pay up. How many more times do I have to tell you I haven't 50,000 pence, let alone 50,000 pounds? But you told him you had. Well, what else could I do? Oh, thanks, Charlie. Chalk it up, will you? <laughs> Look, um, Gordon, you don't have to tell me anything. 75,000 quid's a lot of money. <laughs> I'm no saint. I might try to relieve you of some of it myself. All the same. For the hundredth time, I haven't got a penny of that money left. Suit yourself. Don't you believe me? How about that safe deposit key you told me you'd hidden? There was only a thousand in that safe, and I gave it to the inspector yesterday. You what? Well, I thought he might leave us alone. You're joking. No, I'm not. Oh, you're too smart to let them send you up for five years with nothing to show at the end of it? I'll tell you one small... Yes, all right, all right. As I said before, you don't have to trust me. Why not go to the police? Because I want to get Joan back alive. That's why. Now, what have you in mind? Well, there's only one chance. Someone's got to collect the money from me on their behalf, or what they think will be the money. Mm -hmm. I don't know how. It, it depends on what method they choose. But we've got to get a lead to them then. I'll need your help. Well, naturally. And there's something else you can do. Oh, anything. Have you got any money? Um, how much? Oh, I'm, I'm not sure. There, there was a fellow in the scrubs who said it was always easy to get a gun if... Uh, you knew the ropes. A gun? I imagine that in a place like this, you must meet men who would get hold of one. No, 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 forget it, old man. Start killing people and you'll get aside more than five years. Do you think I care about that? All right. Is that all? Well, well nearly all. Can you let me have a few pounds for petrol? For petrol? Well, I have to drive out into the country tonight. For all I know, that swine who telephoned me may be having me watched. I'll have to pretend to go and fetch the money from where I'm supposed to have hidden it. Supposed to have hidden it? <laughs> I've got to give you four marks, Gordon, old chap. When it comes to keeping one guessing... Mrs. Skeets! Why, Mr. North, you surely haven't been out all night looking for her. No, no, everything's all right. I've, I've heard from her. I'm so glad. Have you brought her back? Well, she's staying with friends. I'm afraid I, I have to bother you to let me into the flat again. Of course, you haven't got no key, have you? <laughs> Come along, then. I am relieved about your wife. I was afraid something must have happened to her. Your telephone has been ringing. I thought it might be her. I nearly went in and answered it. Here we are. 
And there goes your telephone again. Thank you, Mrs. Skeets. You're welcome. Uh, hello? Morning, Mr. North. Uh, my wife. How, how is she? She's fine. Just had some breakfast. Are you telling me the truth? If you're not... Now, calm down, mate. Calm down. Have you got the money? Yes. How much? 50,000. Where is it? Never mind where. Okay. What sort of notes? Uh, mostly small. I thought they might be. Now, this is what you do. Wrap it all up in an ordinary-looking parcel and take it to Victoria Station. Mm. Go to the automatic luggage lockers. Well? Go to locker number 100. Yes. Why number 100? Because we've already been there and rented it. It's locked, mm. and we've got the key here. Well, then how, how will I unlock it? You'll find a key under the mat in your wife's car. You see, we hired locker number 100 yesterday, and we made another key. <laughs> Simple, eh? <laughs> you got one. We got one. All right. No, I haven't finished yet. We've got to be sure you aren't hanging around that locker when we go to it. So we'll wait till you get back home and ring you. If you answer, then it'll soon be over and your wife will be back safe and sound. Understood? Yes. Of course, you aren't likely to have gone to the screws, not wanting your wife to come to no harm. No, I haven't been to the police. You swear you won't harm my wife. I, I won't try to do anything. Afterwards, I mean... Not so long as she's all right. Right. Get busy then. All right, Peter. I know it isn't a foolproof plan, but what else can I do? Well, let's go over it again. I'll put you down shortly before we reach Victoria, right? Yes. I park outside the station, take the parcel, and put it in locker number 100. Right. Meanwhile, you'll have stationed yourself where you can watch it. Uh, don't show yourself more than you can help, but they won't know you. Mm -hmm. They're looking for plainclothes men. All right? I then drive back to the flat and wait for them to phone me and satisfy themselves I'm there. Uh, maybe half an hour all told. Then their man will collect the package. From that moment, you never let him out of your sight. Well, that's all very well, but uh, with all those crowds of people... Oh, it's our only chance. You'll have to be quick. Uh, one of the others will certainly be waiting outside with a car to whip him away. That's where your barman friend comes in. Uh, what, what, what was his name? Mm, Charlie. Uh, well, tell him to keep his engine running, and let's hope he's an expert, a driver as he claims. Well, a thousand things could go wrong. Uh, you don't have to tell me that. Now, supposing we lose them. What do you think is going to happen to your wife when they open the package and find it contains old newspapers? Nothing. Nothing? Not this time. They're greedy. They'd probably be expecting one try-on from me, but they want that money badly enough to give me a second chance. And supposing they do? You haven't any money to give them? Or have you? Well, uh, we'll worry about that when the time comes. If it does. This is where you get out. Now, don't fail me, Peter. I'll be waiting by that phone with my heart in my mouth. First for their call, but most of all for your call to tell me you've traced their hideout. Now, don't let me down, Peter. Don't let me down. Now, look here, Lever. You've had 24 hours or more of what you call a free hand, and where's it got us? Nowhere. Next thing we know, he and that wife of his will be out of the country with the money. What do you suggest we do? I suggest that my men take over from your daft lot. Not yet. I know what I'm doing. Then you might tell me. 
Look, we've worked together before. Be patient. Lever, are you holding something back from me? Well, are you? Give me 24 hours, less perhaps, and I'll put that money in your hands myself. Hmm, you sound very sure of yourself. What's going on? Nothing's going on. No? Let's have it. I assure Let's you... Let's have it, I said. If you promise not to interfere. I'll decide that when I've heard what it is. Oh, very well. Do you remember saying you thought North's wife was the key to the whole problem? I remember. We've been trying to find her ever since. Well, I agree with you. All this dashing about and disappearing that North has been doing hasn't interested me. He's hobnobbing with this chap, Church. It, it won't lead us anywhere either. Church would rob a blind beggar of his last halfpenny. North is far too intelligent to trust that rogue. So? Sooner or later, North's wife's going to, well, appear. It's when she and North come together that they're going to try to make their getaway. And that's when I'll lay my hands on the money. Yeah, that's marvellous. That's simply splendid. It solves everything. Except that we don't even know where the wife is. Yes, we do. What? I know where Mrs. North is. You know? From the start. I've had her under observation from the start. You mean to sit there and tell me that... No, no. I no, ought no. to... Don't get excited. Everything's under control. I'm sorry I had to keep from you the fact that... Not anymore, you don't. Where is she? I'll tell you, but not yet. You'll tell me now. Now, see here, Lever. I don't know what game you think you're playing, but you're going to be in serious trouble. You're not going to say you let him get away? I couldn't help it. Oh, no. Well, soon after you left, a man came and asked me for a light. The next thing I knew, he'd, he'd blown pepper in my eyes. Oh. Oh, by the time I recovered, he'd gone, and and so had the package. Well, uh, would you know him again? I might. He, he was a sort of tramp, uh, dirty and unshaven. I'm sorry, Gordon. I was helpless. Oh, never mind. I'll, I'll just have to wait for them to ring. What are you going to do? I don't know. Oh, for heaven's sake, man, pay them. Do you want your wife's body to be dumped on your oh, doorstep? Don't talk like that. Well, then face facts. You haven't a chance against them. Now, if you'll take my oh, advice... Oh, you better get off the line. They may be waiting to ring. Why don't they ring? <laughs> Hello? Very clever, Mr. North. Now, listen. But not clever enough. We thought you might try something. I mean, 50,000 quid's a lot of money. Personally, I don't think any woman's worth that much. All right. You're getting one more chance. And it's your final chance. You understand? You'll have to give me more time. What do you want time for? Well, the money. What about the money? Well, I'm listening. Well, the, the fact is, the, the fact is, it isn't in this country. No? No, I, I, I invested it abroad before I was arrested. 
I could hear your mind working then. I could hear all the little wheels going round, trying to think up something sort of convincing like... It's the truth. I don't think you believe we're serious. Hold on. Gordon. Joan. Do what they say. Please do what they say. They'll kill me, Gordon. Please, please. Joan, Joan, you swines. That was good advice she was giving you. Oh, what do you want me to do? The same as before, but no newspapers this time. And no witnesses neither. Is that clear? Yes. It had better be. For your wife's sake. Inspector Winslow, please, it's urgent. Who wants him? North, you, you take the call, I know he will. You're going through. Oh, hurry up. Inspector Winslow. Inspector, this is North. I must see you, it's urgent. Please, I'm afraid. Afraid? They might murder my wife. What on earth are you talking about? All right, jump into a taxi and come on over. I'll be waiting. You don't believe me, but it's true. I've had phone calls. They made her speak to me. She sounded terrified. Hmm. And why should they kidnap your wife? I mean, you haven't any money. You tell me so yourself. Yes, but they think I have. And so do I, Mr. North. So do I. It isn't true. I haven't a penny. Did you tell these kidnappers that? How could I? I was forced to pretend I had some. They'd have killed her otherwise. And who is they? Oh, how do I know? All I can tell you is that they knew someone who was in the scrubs the same time as I was. It's a pretty large choice. Some nasty customers there, too. Men who think nothing of stealing 75,000 pounds from their employers. Inspector, please, I beg you to listen to me. I'm listening and admiring. You're giving a marvellous performance. You've got to believe me. There's only one chance of catching them. They told me to take the money and put it in one of the luggage lockers at Victoria Station. And did you? Yes. Well, no. No, not exactly. I, I scarcely know what I'm saying. Yeah, but I know. <laughs> Now you're telling me you can't repay the money because these nasty kidnappers have compelled you to pay it to them. No. If you expect me to believe that. I haven't paid it. I couldn't. But they're waiting for it now. If, if they don't get it, Inspector, you, you've got to find my wife. You've got to. I'm at my wit's end. I tried to trick them and I failed. She doesn't stand a chance. Rubbish. Your wife isn't in the slightest danger and you know it. You don't know what you're saying. Do you think I'd come here like this if it weren't for sheer desperation? There isn't much time. You've got to act fast. What can I do to make you understand they're killers and they've got my wife? <laughs> you know, if I didn't know better, I'd think this was genuine. It is, it is. Now, listen. What do you mean if you didn't know better and you said you, she wasn't in danger? Do you know where she is? Do you? That's enough. Answer me. You came here with another of your tricks and it's failed. Now, get out. You do know something. She, she isn't dead. You haven't found her. Of course we haven't. You know very well we haven't. I don't know anything except that I'm half out of my mind with worry. Mr. North, just wait outside for a Why? Moment. What for? Do as I ask. If it means you'll help me. Perhaps it does. All right, I'll go. Perhaps you're beginning to believe me. I hope so. So? Now get me Mr. Lever, the White Tower Hotel. It's in Maida Vale. Yes, sir. 
He should be in room number 12. Right, sir. I have a crazy feeling that North's outburst just now was genuine. If this is Lever's unorthodox... Hello? Yes, Inspector. Oh, Lever, something odd's happened. North's outside. He says his wife's been kidnapped. You're joking. No, I'm not. You wouldn't know anything about it, would you? Me? It's absurd. You haven't answered my question. What question? You're not suggesting by any chance that I've kidnapped her? I'm not suggesting anything. What game is he playing now? Well, maybe he's trying to find out if we know where he's got her hidden. What's more, I rather think I let him see we do. That's a pity. It's also a pity you can't trust me. We're up against a very clever man in North. We can't afford to be too scrupulous. What does that mean? Merely that this is not a case for wearing kid gloves. Well, what's your step? I always do, Inspector. Bye. North. North! Yeah, the blighter must have heard what I said to Lever. I better warn him at once. Mr. North, come in. I wasn't really expecting you'd want to see me. Is your name Lever? That's right. I think you can tell me where my wife is. Where your wife is? That is what I said. Why ask me? You know perfectly well where she is. Don't fence with me. I've had about all I can bear. If I was sure about you, I'd kill you now. What have you done with her? I certainly haven't kidnapped her, as you very well know. I'm going to ask you once more. Wait a minute. I'm beginning to wonder about you. Is it possible you don't know? Where is she? In the adjoining room, of course. That way, room number 11. You're lying. You couldn't have held her here. Held her? Go and look for yourself. I'll come with you. Say where you are. As you please. I'll be back. If anything's happened to her, heaven help you. He's lying. He must be. He must be. Come in. Joan. Oh, no. Joan, darling, are you all right? Oh, what a relief. What a relief. Let me hold you tight, darling. For a moment, I thought, how did you get away from them? And wh why didn't you let me know? Oh, Gordon, please, please let me go. Anyway, wh what are you doing here? Gordon, close the door. That man, is he, is he one of them? Gordon, the door. There are people out there. Oh, who cares? Oh, very well. I still don't understand. How do you come to be here? Why did you have to come? Why did I have to come? Oh, Joe, what's happened? I can't make you out. How can I tell you? Tell me what? I didn't want this to happen. I'd have gone on waiting. I was longing for the day when you'd come back to me. Why did you have to send him to me? Who? What on earth are you talking about? Who do you think? Peter Church. Peter? I'm sorry, Gordon. I'm so... Very, very sorry. I stood. Peter. You and Peter. I couldn't help myself. At first, I simply couldn't believe it was happening. You and Peter. It was a sort of madness. I knew he was no good. I knew it from the beginning. It made no difference. 
Gordon, don't look at me like that. I'm not worth you it. You and that cheap trickster. I can't believe it. I won't believe it. Do you think I wouldn't rather lie to you if yes. I could? Oh. <laughs> Gordon. Oh, don't touch me. Don't come near me. How could you do it? How could you? I want to kill you. Why don't you? I wouldn't care. It's beyond belief. I left my wife and family for you. I sacrificed my career. I went to prison. I lived only for the day when I'd be back with you. Never for a single day. What is it? Those phone calls. You spoke to me. You sounded terrified. Was it you? It was me. You did that to me. Without the money, he didn't want me. I despised myself, but I did what he said. He showed me how. As an actor, he knows all the tricks. Oh, I wish I were dead. An actor? Then it was him. I was talking to him. How you both must have laughed. I can hear you, both of you. I'll kill him for this. Where is he? Gordon, please. Where is he? I don't know. I'll find him. Don't do this to yourself. He's not worth it. Neither am I. You are going off with him. Where? It won't help you. Where? Gordon, you're hurting Where? me. To Ireland. I'd booked two seats on a plane, but not till tomorrow night. By which time he expected to have extorted the money out of me. Is that it? It was, but not now. You seem to have convinced him there isn't any. What made him think there was some? You? I, I always thought... You hinted to me? A thousand pounds. And I gave that to the police yesterday so that we might make a fresh start. Now, there's nothing. You can tell that to your lover if he's still alive to listen to you. I shan't be telling him anything. He's finished with me. Well, I haven't finished Gordon, with him. Gordon, come back. Don't do it for your own sake. Why, Mr. North, you left us rather unceremoniously, didn't you? Coincide, Inspector. You said you wanted to meet my wife again. I did indeed. How are you, Mrs. North? I'm relieved to find you haven't been kidnapped after all. Oh, this is Mr. Lever. <clears throat> you probably know him by sight. Well, now, I don't want to intrude. What a hurry your husband is in, Mrs. North. He's locked the door on the outside. Stop him! Becoming a habit of his to leave us without saying you goodbye. You must stop him. He's, he's going to kill Peter. An excellent idea. Are you mad? Don't you understand? Perfectly. He'll kill him. There'll be murder. Can you blame him? Poor fellow. You were the only one being in the world that mattered to him, and you let him down. You made a complete job of it, too. I'll say that for you. You know? We know. Mr. Lever here, and I must say at once I disapprove of his methods, had this room bugged. We heard every word of your conversation with your poor, deluded husband. Oh. I thought myself incapable of surprise at what people will do to one another in the name of love. <laughs> but you surprise even me. All right, but stop him. Or do you want him on a murder charge this Calm time? Calm yourself. Your husband's not going to murder Peter Church. I don't doubt someone else will, sooner or later. Switchboard. Uh, send someone up to room 11 with a key. We're locked in. Right away, sir. You see, Mrs. North, it'll take some time before your friend Peter will be available for being murdered. I don't understand. I couldn't afford to take a chance. I had him pulled in. You mean arrested? Well, let's say held for questioning for 48 hours. We're allowed to, you know. That'll give your husband time to cool off. No, the, the, yeah. the lock, sir. Thank you. Goodbye, Mrs. North. 
Your husband deserved better. What a fool. What a fool I've been. Why did I let Peter persuade me that Gordon had the money all the time? Good. Gordon. Gordon, I have to talk to Too you. Too late I... now, my dear. I couldn't let you into my little secret, knowing that Winslow and Lever would be at you all the time. Uh, for the money, I mean. Gordon, where are you? Where are you speaking from? I really must fly. The plane leaves in ten minutes. Fly? Where are you flying to? Wouldn't you like to know? I want to thank you, Joan. Thank me? Uh, for helping me to throw the inspector and Lever off the trail. I've just come from the Imperial Safe Deposit Company. The money was there, all intact. Goodbye. Gordon! Gordon! Gordon, hello? Hello, hello? The party's gone off the line, madam. Shall I try and get them back? It's no use. He'll never come back. He's gone with the money. presentation of Michael Brett's Return Journey. You heard Rolf Lefebvre as North, Erica Rogers as Joan, and Stuart Brown as Winslow. Andrew Sachs played the part of Peter Church, and Gabriel Bayman that of Lever. Return Journey was adapted and produced for Lux Radio Theatre by Michael Silver. Mm -hmm.